Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Modern Conservative Podcast, and I'm your host, Jonathan Harvey. Always here Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, and uh, four weeks out of a month. Today, I have some special guests with me, friends of mine that I deal with quite often. I have uh, the UCA, which is an organization that does a lot of security for high-profile people, people, actually people that are really important. So they don't work for Democrats. So, um, but I, I will tell you this, these are great guys and we're about to have a conversation, a real good conversation. We're going to keep it real. So if you hear me swear more than once, then you should probably turn this off because you might get your feelings hurt if you're a Democrat. Tyler, welcome so to the how show, are my you, friend. John? Good, good, well. good, good, good. <laughs> tell me, what brings you to this neck of the woods? Um, we had uh, discussed about talking about the border trip that we just got through doing, and um, we've got another one coming up where we're taking a bunch of delegates down um, within the next month. Um, we, we've garnered a lot of interest clear across the nation with it, and uh-huh. it's um, it, it's really kind of taken a life of its own. Um, yeah. We're working closely <laughs> with uh, Mike Miller. He does uh, Warriors for Ranchers. Um, he's out of Texas down there, um, and... Uh, we just got to bring this to the forefront. We can't let people forget that this is happening because we're all border states. Um, so we got to we got to bring it to the forefront. Make sure that we keep everybody remembering what's going on and get that border closed and get it taken care of. So let me do so. Let me do something first. Um, tell tell everybody who UCA is. All right. Yeah, you knew that. Um, so UCA was formed back when uh, that that shooting took place in Provo. Um, Ken was shot down there. Um, all he was doing, trying to do was trying to make a, a, a right-hand turn to go to home Depot. Um, that's when he ran into John Sullivan and his group down there. Um, at that point, Casey Robertson formed the group said, this isn't going to happen. Not in my hometown. Um, and, and, and he, he formed the group use United citizens alarm. Um, since then we've evolved a lot. Um, we've, we've, uh, entered the political arena with, uh, putting bills up there for um, anti-rioting bills. Um, We've gotten into helping people secure their locations so that we can have these conservative conventions. Um, We have one of those coming up as well. And we'll talk about that a little bit later as well in June that's coming up. But like I said, we've done a lot of, a lot of uh, security for a lot of hope profile people um, like general Flynn for one. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we're doing another one tomorrow night for uh, Dr. Oh crap! Well, I can't. David Martin. David Martin. We're going to be doing security for him, helping out with that and stuff. Um, we did the We Can Act security up there for that event up there with uh, the help of Utah Patriots and stuff. We we have been a, a lot of places with uh, United Citizens Alarm. Um, we've been to Portland. We went with the Proud Boys and marched in with Ant- against Antifa in Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, December thirteenth, we went back and did a a. Uh, the rally back there um, with Greg Hughes and the, we had a bunch of uh, a bunch of people back there. Um, General Flynn was back there at that time and everything else. So um, and then, like I said, we just got back from the border. So it, it, the, the group's progressing and growing like crazy. Um, we we want to get it out and more out and get more people involved with our teams and stuff. So that's it in a nutshell. Johnny, tell me a little bit about you. I know you're a member of UCA. How do you yeah. fit in in this picture? Well, I'm uh, I'm kind of all over the place. <laughs> I uh, 
a long time ago, actually a while ago when all the rioting started happening here in uh, Salt Lake, um, like, and then seeing the stuff that's going on in the country, I, I said to my wife, I'm like, what can we do? We're, we got to find some type of a group to get involved with because this is pissing me off. I was getting cut. I was getting angry. And so uh, I started going to some different places. And then I heard a, an advertisement from, uh, from Casey mm-hmm. and remember what it was. I ran into somebody and said, Hey, what is this? Where's the place I can go and serve? You know, I didn't serve in the military, uh, though my son did. Um, we, uh, I was just, I was just angry mm-hmm. and UCA came about. Um, and then my, I got involved with them and my very, very first event that I went to was, uh, protecting a little old lady that was a complete Patriot. And we just watched her, watched her house. She had a gun. I mean, she had some people that said, we're going to come back and shoot her house up. And that's where we ended up. And then I joined right in that point and have been kind of doing whatever I possibly can for every event and all events if I can. So that's how I got involved. And um, we appreciate you. Doc, how about you? Sorry, I had to mute myself. Uh, my uh, teenage <laughs> daughter likes to uh, interrupt me, even though I tell her that I'm in the middle of a meeting. <laughs> I got a nine-year-old, so I know that. <laughs> oh, just wait till they hit the teenager. It's even better. There's the multiplier, I, I swear, in the uh, the drama. Um, well, um, you know, I'm probably one of the newest members of UCA. Um, I, you know, I, I actually just officially uh, uh, put in my paperwork uh, with them, even though I went to Texas. Uh, with Johnny and, and Tyler, um, my name had been kind of put out there um, as kind of a, a guy that was willing to stand up and, and do the right thing, um, no matter what. Um, right. Uh, Tyler mentioned about uh, um, you know going with the Proud Boys to Portland. Well, I'm a local problem. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, and so, uh, on that side, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm a fraternal order of a drink. I'm a drinking club, you know, but I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a, I, you know, we're a drinking club with a political problem. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, we, we get, we got a bad face, you know, in, in the news and the, the media in a lot of different ways, but, uh, here in Utah, that's not us. Uh, we're not out there. We're not causing problems. Um, a lot of times we are standing side by side with UCA. We're standing side by side with even law enforcement to keep people from actually doing damage in our own communities. And um, the, but the end of where uh, the Proud Boys are is where I was looking for something else. And uh-huh. and the UCA is where that bridge came into play. And my name kind of got put out there that I had gone in and provided uh, both security and medical coverage uh, due to my medical background. And Tyler asked me, hey, would you be willing to come to Texas with us? And I said, yes, I'd be absolutely honored to go down there and provide both, you know, my uh, military background, uh, security background, and then also with my medical background, if God forbid anything happens. So I was willing to do that. And I went down there and had a great time getting to know Tyler, who I didn't really know, only by word of mouth. I didn't know Johnny at all. And, uh, you know, we drove down there, you know, straight 19 and a half hours down there, getting to know each other and, and 
it was a great experience for for me. Well, I'm glad to have you here. I appreciate you guys. I see you at events all the time doing security, especially you know the weekend at. Um, Tyler, you had mentioned early you had taken a trip down to Mexico, and what was the reason for that trip? Um, so Mike Miller, who we had met at the the We Can Act video, he does Warriors for Ranchers um, podcasts mm-hmm. and stuff, and he has a branch that was actually right on the border. Um, he, he's been shot at. He has a, a, a million and a half reward on his head um, from the Sinaloa cartel because of the of what he's doing, bringing everything to the forefront with this. Um, he had a, a conference that was going on down there in Texas, and he had a, a lady that was running for Congress, and he asked us if we could come down and give us some assistance as far as taking people out to the border and helping with this Congress lady that's running for Congress. Um, and, and we agreed to do that. Um, um, we wanted to get into the, you know, see what we could do to help the conference out and everything. And so we set a date um, and, and we, like I said, it, it came to fruition. We, we actually, everything fell into place. Johnny rented a van. We all jumped in and we took off. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we pulled into it. Like you said, it was a, it was a good 23 hour trip down there. Um, we drove all night, most of the next day. Um, and we met Mike in, oh, I can't even remember. Where, does, you remember where it was at Johnny or doc? Laredo, I believe. Oh, yeah, it was Laredo. Yes, sir. Anyway, we met him in Laredo and um, had breakfast and we, we uh, lunch and we kind of made us a, a little game plan as far as that goes, as far as going to the border and everything. And um, while we were down there, though, he had the night before gone to a non-government organization, the NNGO, mm-hmm. and uh, they actually were able to get into that NGO down there. Um, when they went in, they, they, it was clear full of Jamaicans, um, Haitian, Venezuelans, and Colombians. And, and they were all sitting there freezing to death, and they were all hungry and everything else. And then they threw back the curtain to the cupboard, the pantries, and it, the pantries are clear full of food. Um, and most of that we recognized instantly because a lot of it was Deseret Industries. It had come from Utah, and it was Definitely. sitting on the shelves down there at this, this not NGO. Um, they know for a fact that these, these NGOs aren't there for well, what they say they are. They're just not, um, the two gentlemen that ran it, they, they drove hundred thousand dollar plus trucks. They had the cartel, um, emblem tattooed behind their ear. Just it, not a good situation at all on that. Mm-hmm. Um, also the other part that factored into that was our attorney general, Sean Reyes, um, was down at the border at the same time. He was down there with um, 25 other attorney generals. Um, so we, it was kind of neat because while we were down there, we got to visit on the phone. We visited with uh, Attorney General Reyes. But at the same time, we got to talk to Ken Paxton um, from Texas, as well mm-hmm. as the attorney general from um Arizona. And I cannot remember his name for the life of me. It's, but anyway, we got to meet, we got to visit with those guys a little bit and tell them everything about what we were doing. Um, so Mike took us to the border a little bit. Um, and it just, it, it just spiraled. Everything spiraled from there. So it was, uh, did I miss anything, Johnny doc on the first part? The fact that it's an ab, it was an absolutely life-changing experience. Yes. Absolutely. How so, so, Johnny? Oh, my goodness. Um, Well, number one, 
riding with these two knuckleheads for that long. (laughs) 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 Uh, um, But yeah, um, just seeing, I'll probably cry because I get really emotional, but just seeing um, and feeling I'm, I'm, I'm a huge empath and, and I feel a lot of things and, and things that I see, I feel other people's pains, but it's, it was interesting down there because to see the clothes on the ground, the wet clothes of young women and hearing babies cry and women scream gunshots going off to hear and see this type of stuff. Um, and and hearing Mike tell the story about how the women get on birth control before they come over, they have the morning after pill because they know they're going to get raped. And rape trees on American soil. Um, rape trees. What's a rape tree? Uh, it's a tree. If you, have you ever been through Arizona or actually Nevada? There's actually there's shoe trees. Right. Mm-hmm. Where everybody comes along and throws their shoes on saying, oh, I've been there, you know, well, these ones, these trees are full of panties as rewards. Really? To it, it's, uh, it's, it's horrible. <laughs> it has with, with ropes uh, tied to the branches, you know, where, where you, uh, where they tie the women up. Um, wow. So yeah, life changing for sure. And then to see these kids, uh, you know, these guys can elaborate on it too. But to see the 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 kids, we've got pictures of families coming over, of kids that are completely sedated to where they can't even move, so they can't talk, they can't scream, they can't tell their story. And most of these guys coming over are just traffickers. Bring it, they mm. sedate kids and most of them aren't even their fathers and the same story they they uh yeah um they all have the same story my wife just left me these are my kids wow Um, to see all the wristbands to hear the price these people pay i mean i don't want to cover everything because i know these guys have a lot to say too and i'm sure they'll add to it okay but yeah definitely a life-changing experience yeah the sedating on the babies and the kids, though, that's that's the craziest thing, because these kids, their eyes are rolled back in their heads as when they get to the United States border. Um, and in talking to the Border Patrol that night, there was one kid that he was standing there. and The kid was 16, 17 years old, tops. And he was carrying a baby and he had a little toddler that was that was just sitting on the ground. And I said, oh, is that his little brother and sister? And the Border Patrol agent said, he goes, no, says that's his kids. And his wife just left him. No, do we believe that? Not at all. He goes, what's going to happen is he's going to take and drop those two kids off. And he goes, and I'll see him in a month later, bringing more kids back across. He goes, but the worst part of it is he goes, now that this, this has come through in the morning, we go through and we walk the bank of the river and he goes, and every day we pick up bodies of babies and kids, children that are laying on the American side that they overdosed and, and they're dead and they're just leave wow. them laying. And, and I said, how, how much more proof do you need 
as, as a human being to know that these children are being trafficked. And they said, well, how do you know that? And I said, because what parent anywhere in the world would ever, ever, ever leave their child dead, lay, their body laying there like that? You don't find that. That just doesn't happen. And, and, and you know what? And it's like Johnny said, and the thing is you, you do, you cannot sit there and physically look at these people because you, you're, there's tears in your eyes and you can't, you just, you have to look away. It is one of the more heartbreaking things you've seen. You know, to, to piggyback off what Tyler just said about, uh, you know, leaving your dead child. Um, I went to Iraq in, in 03, and um, one of the areas that we secured was uh, the uh, um, was a hospital in downtown Baghdad. And um, my my platoons, it was our turn to, to protect the, the, the gate coming into the hospital. Mm-hmm. And um, in them and in a man's arms was a uh, child draped in a cloth and you knew this child was dead but the fact that this man was bringing this child from who knows how far away to have this child put into the um you know in, for the mortuary you know not just to leave it tells mm-hmm. you something okay there it is no different you know, to, um, um, and I've, I've seen it in, um, I went to Haiti in 2010 after the, after the earthquake. And I saw people holding their dead child in their arms on the side of the street. A true parent doesn't leave their child. Parents don't do that. Especially on the side of a bank. Evil people do that. Evil people do that. Unfortunately, I've seen, I've seen human trafficking, I've seen it in, I saw, saw it in Iraq, um, uh, unfortunately in, in the bath, par- the bath party, um, uh, sex house, basically. Um, mm-hmm. I saw it, I saw it in the Philippines and I saw it in Haiti and to see it on our own border and not to do anything is horrific. Uh, one of the first places that we went to, um, that Mike Miller took us to was a section of the, of the, the border wall and the Del Rio section um, that is no longer even patrolled by Border Patrol because of the fact that they've actually lost officers on that portion. So instead of putting up a wall or fortifying it and putting more men, they just decided, no, we're not going to do anything. And I'm sure it has nothing to do with the, the willpower of the Border Patrol agents. It has to do with the administrative above that. But we went to this location and while we were there, and Johnny and Tyler can attest to this, across the Del Rio River, um, you could see uh, there was actually uh, people on the other side that actually had glass on us or night vision scopes mm-hmm. or binoculars. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually had we actually were witnessing them putting bales of stuff, we, you know, most likely drugs on most the most likely. Side of the Del- yeah, most likely on you know on the other side of the Del Rio, waiting for the sun to go down so they could bring it across. Um, but in that same spot, Mike said that that is where he they had discovered um, uh, people that had been brought over and then charged again to after they got across but couldn't pay and were hacked to death right there, right where we were literally standing as he's telling us the story. You know, people don't understand the seriousness of our border problem. 
and now our now our our uh, national guard or our military is being pulled away from that border to go and secure Ukraine, United States Capitol, or the United, United States. States Capitol. Yes, from truck drivers, you know that are going to honk their horns. You know, our country has gone straight to shits. And it's not because and it's not because we don't try to practice. Well, let me put it this way. It's not because of conservatives. It is absolutely not because of conservatives. We don't think like these people. Well, I'd have to almost beg a differ on that, though. Well, we we say it's not the conservative fault, but how is it not? When well, we are, when we are always willing to turn that other cheek, that's what you're right, and 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 Doc, you're absolutely one hundred percent right because the Republican Party is just as feckless as the Democrats. We've got politicians in our country and in our state. If you if you've seen what I've just seen up at the Capitol, our own Capitol this week, and we're talking about what happened to Mike Brown mm-hmm. um, at the Capitol and mm-hmm. Dave Adams with the highway patrol and what they had done. Now, look, I support the highway patrol, but, you know, there is a limit. You know, when I can't go in my own state building, our own state capital wearing a patriotic shirt because I may hurt somebody's freaking feeling, that's a problem. It's horrible. It's bad. You know, and it's just the ruthlessness of it all. And it's not, it's the new movement that's within the conservative, the Republican Party is the, is the ones that really are, are taking that stand on that, um, you know, but just the brutality of it all. You're right. It, it, it's horrible. And you know what? We can't just have one side stand up. Both sides have got to stand up and take care of it. When we talk to the Border Patrol down there, we talked to a captain in the Border Patrol and we asked him about it, and he said, no, two weeks after President Biden took office, hand to God, told us they stripped them of all of their, their optics, all their night vision, all their, all their thermal imaging. Everything that they had that would really help them out was taken away from them. Was Mike, Tyler, correct me if I'm wrong, but did Mike also say that their guns are empty? No bullets? Yeah. No, they no longer had, they didn't even have, they weren't even issued their, the rifles any longer. They only had, yeah. they had their sidearms, but they didn't even have the rifles um, any longer. So everything was up close and personal then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, you know, the, yeah, the brutality of it all is seriously, when, when they're showing what these, the cartels are doing to fathers that are bringing family units across. I mean, we, we've, we've seen what they were talking about there where right in that area, they're hacked. They had taken a father that brought his family across and they cut his legs off, eviscerated him, his arms off, head off, and stacked it in a pile right there just to send a message that no family unit should come across and unless they work with the cartel. You know, now this is this should be well known, but we don't see this. This isn't brought to the forefront. You know, Tyler, it's, it's not. I've learned something in the past two years. When I grew up as a kid, like for example, Johnny mentioned Iraq. When things are going on in, in Iraq, here in the United States, we, we saw it all. They broadcast everything in that war. But now in 2021 and 22, we can't get reports from our own border. 
from the media. This is why so many people are absent-minded when it comes to the border. You know, when you got one group of people saying, this is really bad, and you have another group saying, uh, it's just a conspiracy theory, this is the problem. This is the misdirection, you know, the sly of hand to keep us all swirling in circles because we don't know what the truth is. I have a saying, Democrats are trained to hate. Conservatives were born to love. That's why we're down at the border, and they are not. That that's absolutely true. Um, you know, and the thing is, another thing about UCA too is, is we've come we've come across as this this group because of our intel, and we've got the one of our guys is is he's ex military intelligence, and I'm telling you, he is fantastic. But with that, we've built a database against Antifa that is probably second to none. Mm. Um, and, you know, when we're down in Texas down there, for example, I mean, nope, they don't know us from Adam, right, in Texas. Right. But yet we're standing yeah. there in this convention and we're helping out, you know, with security where they'll let us and everything. And, and we have these people walk in. And honestly, it was like there's our first bad player. I mean, he stuck out like a sore thumb. But he knew the minute that they walked in and they seen the United Citizens alarm, who we who we were and what they were they were going to get made out to mm -hmm. it. And they tried their best to convince us that they weren't. But within a half hour, we had a profile on them and showed them, look, these guys are from and they're from Virginia. They're down there in oh, Texas really? just to cause problems. We're talking Black Fist Underground out of Virginia sent it, sent this guy down there to be a reporter to take Brilliant. and watch this conservative convention. And, and, you know, so we, we've got, to, we've got our hands in everything, but like I said, this is the, the, the convention that we went to was fantastic, but we went to the, the border with the uh, general Cubits and I'll let doc kind of fill this in because he served under general Cubits. So you want to tell him that doc? Yeah. So, uh, um, rear Admiral, uh, uh Cubics, uh, was a, uh, um, a CB and a CB is a Navy constructionman. Um, they are the guys that will literally go in while still under, you know, under fire, um, shooting and building at the same time. Uh, he was actually the, uh, general that was actually tasked with rebuilding of Iraq after, uh, the fall of Saddam. Um, and he was the one that was actually basically, you know, uh, doing whatever it took to get shit done. Um, he, mm -hmm. you know, he, he didn't play the politics. Uh, he, he played the mission. Um, mm -hmm. and so he would play both sides if he had to, to, you know, to get, to get the money, to get the job done. And he was the right man for the job. Um, he, you know, has since retired, but since then he is now, you know, he's got a, a construction company. And when the, the, the call came out to, uh, come up with the best possible border walls, you know, uh, to secure our borders, his company, along with the other companies, you know, put in their their bids and their ideas. And uh, he was one of the companies that was awarded that contract. Uh, his company is the one that secured the, the California border. Um, mm. You don't see the, the huge influx of, of illegal aliens coming across that border like you do in Texas. Well, why is that? Well, because they have cameras and lights and a huge wall that people can't get over the top of. And it's and not just one wall. It's not just one wall. It's actually two walls in most areas um, out there in California. Um, 
of, of all the actual completed walls in um, on our southern border, uh, General Cuba has completed 63 percent of the entire border or southern border wall. Um, wow. So this is this is a man that has spent a lot of time on this border and knows what's going on and has seen firsthand. And so when he came with us and, and went with these other uh, uh, political delegates and, um, you know, even donors, just people that wanted to see for themselves, you know, kind of like Johnny, you know, he wanted to go down there and, and see for himself what was really going on. Um, it was eye opening for them. And, uh, you know, and then for him to give his perspective on why the border wasn't being completed in certain areas where, you know, Mike had a time schedule. I mean, he's literally looking at his phone and saying, okay, if this section right here, between this hour and this hour, people are going to cross over. And sure enough, every single time we went there, it happened. Every single time. So it's not like they're easy to catch then, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. They know exactly where they're going to be. If the the fact that this, you know, former rancher turned, you know, uh, uh, podcaster, you know, reporter is now, you know, has figured this out in in, in less than a year. You, you're telling me that the, the full strength of the uh, the federal government and our Department of Homeland Security and Border Patrol couldn't figure this out? Give me a break. Yeah. But yeah, this is the this is a battle hardened admiral, correct? And and, and he's oh, a yeah. wall. And all of a sudden he turns around and I'm not kidding you, you could see the word it's dark. You could see just the fear in his eyes. And he said, they've got M4s trained on us. They've got guns on us. And I said, Admiral, they've had guns on us the second that we walked down here. Yeah. <laughs> they've, they've been watching us the whole time. Like, that's just, just, you just noticed it. And he says, well, don't you think we need to get out of here? And I said, no, I don't. I don't. I've never been trained to give up ground that's ours. No, right. this is our ground. This right. is our anywhere. I'm trained to keep my ground and return fire if necessary. You know, and, and his response was, good call. Where do you need me? I'll be over here by this <laughs> concrete barrier if you need me. So, you know, this is this is when I tell people this is a not, not a good thing. It is a scary because this admiral's been through Iraq and all of that. What he just gave you that background on. But yet that unnerved him right there on that border that unnerved him. So this that's so- how crazy it is. So well, Johnny, it, let me ask- it unnerved him. Sorry to cut you. Off. It no, unnerved but- the admiral because of the fact that you know we're standing there, you know, on our yes, on the U.S. side, but uh, he knows that uh, the border patrol and the Texas National Guard are not allowed to engage anybody on the other side of that border. They're not allowed to do anything, um, and the and the cartels know that. And so they don't care if they fire across our border. They don't care if they kill our citizens or our border patrol agents. They don't care. And that he he realizes that we've got civilians with us, and he's worried are are their lives in jeopardy. And Tyler's response is, "We know they are, but that's why we're here. That we're not willing to back down on our turf." Uh So Johnny. Did anybody get any pictures and videos that we could actually post here on the in the states? And you know, for people or those of us that have large platforms, where we can actually uh, push them out to the real people, since the media doesn't seem to want to do so. Absolutely, we have numerous pictures and videos, um, plus access to even more. I mean, uh, 
we will get that. Yeah, I'll get those right over to you and get those posted. Um, but it's it 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 tells a bit of the story, but doesn't tell the story. But these pictures definitely will give. Uh, yeah, it'll give these people a good view of what is really happening over there, and it's because, uh, it's not right. See, because because basically, when we get pictures. They've either been edited, altered, or just the foo-foo stuff of the of the uh, problem. You know, you may see somebody walking across the desert, but you don't actually see the stuff that makes people get emotional about what's going on at the southern border because they don't want that narrative to be exposed because especially this particular administration, they can't afford any more heat. And I want to bear as much heat on these idiots as I can. Well, we're we're here to help you too. Uh, you know, like yeah, we we'll get you everything we can. Go ahead, Johnny. Sorry. You know, speaking of of um, of what you just said, the the thing that was extremely disturbing in this whole thing, but yet I, I guess it was somewhat comforting, knowing that these people knew exactly where they were going. Um. You know, they knew that they didn't have to run. They didn't have to fight. They knew all they had to do was go up this trail right here, drop your bags, your, uh, especially get rid of. Mike Miller has numerous SD cards out of the phone, SIM cards that are going to tell a lot of the story. And uh, um, he has picked up cell phones. He's picked up money purses they drop everything as they're coming across soaking wet clothes but with just dry clothes on their on on their uh in a bag over their shoulder and then when they get here they change out of those clothes and walk right up to the border patrol which already knows that between 11 and 3 in the morning these this is when all these people are coming through and they just walk right to the tent. They, the border patrol cuts off their bands, and these bands, some of them say five thousand dollars on them, fifteen hundred dollars on them, um, and some of them say departures, some of them say arrivals. So, uh, are the armed bands basically the cartel's way of letting people know the coyotes know that they've already paid and that they have the right of way when wearing yeah. that band in? and being protected by the cartel yes and the way that works is um you know these families come they find the cartels they find where they pay their money and they get a wristband and and then they get either a price written on what they paid or um if there's no price it means something else um but then they have three tries to get across the border and if they don't make it across in those times, because there's sometimes that the Border Patrol actually chases them down and gets a lot of them back across, back to the Mexico side. So um, when, the, when they're captured by Border, by border Patrol between the hours of 1 and 11 and 3, so what, do they intake them or do they send them back? They do, they intake them. Um, there's some of them they sent back, Tyler, you could probably answer that, Doc, but 
uh, they take them in and they process them. Um, they have two different buses that they bring over. They have the regular white bus, not the short yellow bus that we were all <laughs> that the democrats rode to the border that they didn't go to <laughs> yeah yep, absolutely just aoc just aoc for her just for her uh, photo op that's, that's right um but they they have two buses a pure white one which is just the the border patrol bus and mm-hmm. then they have homeland security bus that comes in which has cages inside of it all the way along riding really heavy yeah and um, you know, it's, it's dark in there. They, and when, when they find an actual or somebody that has a warrant for their arrest, they go to the Homeland Security bus. And then when they open up the, the door, they say, uh, we have a female and a lady guard comes forward with a flashlight, brings the lady in takes her back, puts her in her cage. And if it's a man, the man comes, the, the male officer comes forward, takes him back, puts him in a cage. None of these people fight. None of them argue. They tell them everything they want to hear. What was crazy, though, about the whole thing is, is uh, man, I've, I've got a picture of it, but there was probably 25 people along this fence of this baseball park. Border Patrol had them all sitting down. And every single one of those people from age 14 all the way up to a uh, mother, father that had some kids with them, um, they knew exactly where they were going. They would interview them and say, where are you going? The 14-year-old says, San Francisco. The next one says, Las Vegas. Next one says, Detroit. Next one says here they know exactly where they're going because these are the kids that could not pay or they only paid a little bit so these kids they still come here and they have to pay off their debt so they've given a place that they go to they work for someone a handler and what happens with this is they become they have to pay this debt back so they either become male uh young male sex slaves young female sex slaves drug dealers drug deliverers um murderers they they have a job to do and they still have to pay their debt to get into the country crazy and it's the cartels that are collecting this and there are cartels in our city salt lake city the people just don't understand you know, you you uh, give me excuse me one second, Todd. Let me say this, Johnny. You just said something very interesting. Salt Lake City. It amazes me how many Hispanics are here illegally, but a lot of them own businesses with no social security number. Huh. Go figure, huh? Yep. Doesn't that does that does that not wake people up and we Americans go, hmm, you know, I can't get a car without a social security number and credit status. I can't get a driver's license. But these guys can li- open a business with no, and, and can't get a bank loan. How does it happen? It's crazy. My kids can't get, uh, you know, 
better education because the classrooms are, you know, 28 to one, um, you know, and, and my kids can't get a free lunch because we've got to fill out a, you know, a, a, uh, you know, tax form with my social security number so they can run it. But you got people over, you know, all throughout this County that are, you know, going to these schools that are not us citizens that are here illegally, um, that are awaiting for their court date that are getting every single one of the benefits that, I and Johnny, you, Tyler, we can't even qualify for, but yet we pay into it. And it's, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. When I'm, when, I'm, when I'm driving around certain elements of our city and our state, and I see communities that are entirely Hispanic. Now, I, don't, I do not want the Hispanics think this is a personal attack. This is just the real world we live in. And, you know, I truly say, if the truth hurts your feelings, then get off my show. Because I'm going to speak on the truth. And this is a fact. I go to certain communities and I see Hispanic-owned businesses and nobody speaks English. Nobody (laughs) speaks English. I'm trying to be a customer. I can't even, well, I do speak Spanish, but if I didn't know how to speak Spanish, I would be lost in the night because no one speaks Spanish in these communities. So there's a lot more to it than, you know, the... uh, cartel just bringing them across the border. They're coming across the border and trading services with the cartel and do their dirt while they're here. Either you're laundering their money. It's the reason all the money that's coming back from the United States into Mexico is because they're working, sending the money up here, say, hey, start a business, washing their money, sending the money back to Mexico and let the Mexican immigrant or illegal um, take the hit with the federal government for his taxes because they can't do taxes because they don't have social security number. Hence the reason why you see so many, you hear about cops every two to three years or if not more, you know, somebody had a DA raided somebody home, $150,000 in the wall above the fireplace cash. Yep. Because yeah, one might've got caught, but 10 got away that particular day. You know, while we were down there, too, and we talked to Attorney General Reyes and Ken Paxton. Oh, I didn't know if I cut somebody off, but uh, Sean Reyes told us that that we got there. This was Wednesday when we're talking to him, and he tells us that they know exactly that they had three to four buses already drop these people off in Utah, in the state of Utah. They knew that for a fact. And people need to understand, too, that this is happening in every single state. This is exactly why Tyler said earlier, every single state needs to become a border state. Yep. And we need to out some way that we can find out at our port of entry who's coming into our state. This is the craziest thing about this is, is that we are talking to, to the attorney generals down there. When they got the order from the White House and Andrew Mayorkas that they no longer had any services, they was cut off from all, everything from the Border Patrol. They wasn't given access to any of the, the units that were going in there. They were given all their security was taken away. These are attorney generals from the states, the United States. And the Homeland Security and the White House told them that they could no longer have access to the border. To, well, to let me ask you well, then let me ask you this. So if you're in Texas and Arizona and some parts of Southern California, can't the governor say, wait a minute, your board is running through my state. They can see whatever they want. 
well, they can, but the problem is, is that, that, and this is what they were telling us down there too, is that that's federal property where the border is. So the states, when they're like Governor Abbott's building a wall down there, but the wall that he's building is three miles off of the the border because they won't let him build on that federal property and they can't get access to it. So that's how they get, that's how they can do what they're doing to keep these, keep everybody out of it. The cartels are not afraid of border patrol. They're not afraid of our national guard. They're scared to death of citizens scared to death. And they told us the border patrol told us you guys walk down there. You wear your body armor. You have a gun. The board, the, the cartel on the other side will leave the other bank because they know for a fact that if they start shit with us citizens, there is nothing to stop us from returning fire or even going over there to find out who they are and take them. Especially, you know that. And so they won't fight us citizens, but they're more than willing to stand up against our government and fight the government, but not the citizens. What does that yes, tell Johnny. you? Yeah. Go ahead, Johnny. Especially UCA. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? I want to say one thing. I want everybody listening to this podcast. Jonathan, thank you so much for having us on. I mean, I know this is going to continue, but listen carefully, people. There are buses being dropped off in your city. We love the Spanish people. We love Mexicans. We love every race. But we need these people to come here legally. Just That's like we're asking. Their country, you would have to obey every single law going into their country. What is different about this? You also all need to listen very carefully because these children are disappearing. The United States is one of the largest traffickers of children in the world. We need everybody on board right now. The Border Patrol told us point blank, John, that 70% of everything that comes across that border is children and they are trafficked, they disappear. Within one week, those kids disappear off that border. They have no idea where they're going. None whatsoever. Maybe the next time we can't find Joe Biden, maybe the next time we can't find Joe Biden, we'll find some of these kids. Exactly. But I bet he knows where they are. Well, you were asking about like processing times, you know, uh, one of the the scenarios that Johnny had mentioned about people up against the fence um, that the first time we were down there, uh, there was a a, a captain that was on the border and he was talking with that uh, congressional uh, delegate that was running for office um, and, uh, he specifically said that the males, uh, were going to be, uh, processed. And then th- that night we're going to be taken back to the border and then sent over the bridge back to, to back to Mexico. But the family units were going to be, um, uh, processed. And then at 10 30 in the morning, that next morning, now, mind you, this is actually, you know, like what, one or two o'clock in the morning, I think around yep. that time. So yep. by 1030 that same day, they were going to be processed and released into the local community. Now, he's he, from there. He actually said that, you know, nobody could record any longer. Um, and so Mike actually had to step away. But I continued to listen. And he actually said that he goes, I mean, that could be 
they're being put onto a a bus that's being chartered by these NGOs that that, that Tyler had mentioned um, about uh, earlier in the podcast, uh, talking about that the NGO that uh, uh, that had those uh, um, uh, human traffic people sleeping on the floors with the with the uh, that had access to food, all that. Um, or they're, or they're being put on planes. Um, and he says, I can't, he goes, I don't know where they're being sent, but he goes, I, he goes, I will tell you it is happening. You and saw that came right video. out of his own mouth. You saw the, did you see the video of the uh, immigrants coming in, in an airplane landing mm-hmm. in some city and the, one of the cops is, is recording it and he had no clue where these people come or coming mm-hmm. from. So he asked the cop, where are they coming from? He says, uh, I don't know, but we're just told to bring them here. None of them speak officers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when so- we got back, so we, we, we talked to that same captain that he was talking about, but when we're there, John, I'm not kidding. You can hear screaming and just cry like yeah. blood curdling screams and crying coming from the other side and asked him what is going on over there? What is happening? And he was hesitant to tell us. He said, you really want me to tell you? And I said, I do. And he said, that right there is they are raping children and women over there so that they know that if they betray them on this side of the river, they got more of that coming. He goes, that's what's happening. Those are rape houses, the rape trees and everything else that Johnny was talking about earlier. But they have no way to find out, uh, uh, you know, exactly. This is just it's the brutality in and of itself is just you just it's it's inhumane. It's just not right. On the uh, on the border side, the Mexico side, they don't have border patrol. Nope. No. Uh, the, te- the technically, stadium? yes, they do. Technically, they do. They, um, but uh, uh, it, it's it's not it's not robust. I mean, there's not uh, what they're actually looking for is you know what's going south. You know, the money that's you know after all the drugs are sold. You know what's going south, um, and then of course you know uh, legally. Uh, trafficked uh, and purchased guns, you know, from the United States that are headed south as well. That's what they're, that's what those border patrols are looking for. They really could care two shits about people that are coming north um, unless it gets in their way of what they're trying to do or they've been called in, um, you know, for assistance, like during a, uh, like a fire, there was a fire that was down there with Mike, uh, you know, like a week before we were down there um, or a gun battle. That'd be about the only times that they ever actually show up is to handle crisis at the border um, and not necessarily just human smuggling. So is there, um, we're getting short on time. Oh, sorry. I want to ask, no, you're good. I want to ask a couple questions. Uh, So when is, is there another trip going down to the border? Yes, there is. And now um, we're working with some delegates um, as well as a company called AGM. They're a, a, a they do uh, thermal company. imaging and yeah and and night vision. They have actually uh, worked with UCA. We're actually going to take down and, and four scanners, night vision thermal scanners, scanners. Excuse me, and we're going to give them to the border patrol. We're going to give them to La Jolla. We're going to give them to Roma. You know those 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 police departments down there that have nothing that can't do this. And and we want to just give a, a quick shout out to them. They're they're fabulous. Um, AGM, you should look them up. Um, but yeah, I will got, buy a thermal the, tonight. Yes, absolutely. So it'll be the first or the second weekend in April. We're raising funds for it right now. Um, we have a lot of delegates that are are, are looking to go down. Um, there's most of them have asked that we not 
put their names out until we are actually on the border. Or I would love to tell you because we've got some high profile people that are going down. Hey, I um, think August. Yeah, August first, uh, second of two thousand twenty-four. Is that when you're going down? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the, first, the first or second week of next month of April this year. So. <laughs> that's but, yeah, and, and so that's what we're going down for. We're taking that down. And then, but this is all rolling back to also, we're having our convention. Uh, well, it's not a convention. We're having another um, convention, a conservative convention. Um, it'll be a week and act. And this, what we're talking about right now is going to be brought to that brought to the front in that. So is it that convention's gonna be coming in June too. So we want to get that out there as well. Oh, you know, yeah, we want to thank you too. <laughs> Jake Oaks, you know, I do what I do. You know, uh Jake Oaks has a guy that does great videos. I'll talk to him about uh I mean he's he's world renowned. And uh I'll talk to Gaynor this weekend about doing some some videos for me. Um that I can post real videos, high quality videos, and uh, see can we spread the word because uh, too many people in this country are in the dark by choice and and you know and ignorance because they sometimes are worried about what they might see if someone to ever turn the proverbial switch on. Um, that's a problem in our country and, and in our state. You know, everybody always talking about God, 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 God. And then, Grammy, I love God. But sometimes you got to be godly-like. And sometimes you got to make sacrifices. Sometimes you have to give up the conveniences that we enjoy in our lives. A lot of people do not want to be inconvenienced. Hell, I'm one of those. Um, so, you know, guys, I appreciate you. I've got about a minute left. So either one of you want to say something before we go? I'd like to just say, you know, everybody that's listening, please, if you want to help and even join UCA, look us up. We're online, www.unitedcitizensalarm.com and, and join. Help us out. If you guys want to join and, and fund okay. it, help out. So, Doc. Okay. Uh, wife's name is Ramey. She's there and she's uh, in leadership. She processes up all this. Nickname Badass. She's the badass of UCA, apparently. But, anyways. Join up. We'd love to have everybody. Doc? Um, you know, uh, just to uh, reiterate, you know, why we went to Texas, it was to support Mike Miller um, and the Warriors for Ranchers. And so I got to give a shout out to a true patriot and warrior that's down there, you know, trying to fight this, you know, with his own two bare hands and uh, is bringing us along. Uh, and so, um, you know, got to give a shout out to Mike. Absolutely. Guys, I want to welcome you for being here on the show. Thank you for being here on the show. And we are out of time. Ladies and gentlemen, look us up in a couple hours. This will be on and posted. Look it up for the Monica Surf Podcast on Facebook. My name is John Harvey, and I'm your host. You guys take care and have a great weekend.